Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a friend. What a friend. What a friend. We have in Jesus. <laughs> a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. A friend who loves us when we are unlovable. You know, we do have times we're a little unlovable. But he loves us in spite of ourselves. He's our friend in spite of us. Hallelujah. He will never, ever leave us or forsake us. Hallelujah. How many of you think you might have bumped into God somewhere along the way today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Come on, Brother Dave. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we praise your name. We worship you tonight. Mm, God, we thank you for what you're doing here among us tonight. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm, we bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Blood, 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just take a moment thanking for what He's done right now. Lord Jesus, we bless Your worthy name. <laughs> oh, Your presence is so magnificent here in this sanctuary tonight. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank You for what You're doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. While you're standing tonight, if you would turn your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I will not be long tonight. I don't think I will anyway. Let me put it that way. I appreciate so much the ministry here of High Point Church. I appreciate men of God who will obey the Spirit. Hallelujah. I appreciate our teaching staff, our ministering staff. You don't know what a blessing you are to me, to my wife, and to this church for your contribution in the ministry. It's a joy and a privilege to sit in our adult Bible class on Sunday mornings to hear the caliber of teaching that we hear. It's a blessing to see God use all of these folks in a very great and special way. You just cannot know how powerfully it affects me, my wife, and this church. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, very familiar five verses I want to read in your hearing tonight, and I want to talk to you for just a few moments about neglecting the fundamentals. <clears throat> neglecting the fundamentals. Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, 
did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ. Whew. I can't hardly say this line without wanting to shout. He said, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Could we bow our heads together in prayer? Heavenly Father, ah, so thankful tonight for your presence that we feel here in this worship service. Lord, your presence tonight is overwhelming. Your spirit is moving and working in such a gracious and lovely way. We thank you for the healing and for the strength that you have granted to those here tonight. We pray, Lord, as we come to this portion of the service, the ministry of your word, I ask you to anoint these lips and this mind tonight to express the thoughts as you have given them to me, and we'll give you the praise and thanks for it, anoint each one to receive. It is in the name of Jesus we ask it tonight. And everyone said in Jesus' name, look at your neighbor and say, I don't want to neglect the fundamentals. I don't want to neglect the fundamentals, and you may be seated. Hallelujah. If you did not take the time to read thoroughly this morning's bulletin, I encourage you to do so. The bulletins are always good. And I commend Sister Audrey for her, for her skills and her expertise in putting these bulletins together. But this morning was just outstanding. There's some articles in there that you really need to read and sit down and, and digest. And they, they will bless you. Amen? Amen. So take the time to do that if you haven't done that already. I do want to remind everyone again, the ladies especially, that you do have a, a Women of Royal Destiny meeting tomorrow night at 7 o'clock out there in the Fellowship Hall. So plan on being here for that. I know you will be blessed. Amen. I, I don't know whether any of you realize it or not, but I have, this morning I was so far out of my comfort zone, I didn't know what I was going to do. I normally have my messages all typed out and all put in neat format and order, and everything is just so-so when I walk to this pulpit. Well, I did have an outline up here, but it was a handwritten outline I went to earlier this week, sit down, and I was going to do that, and the Spirit just would not let me write it all out in book form like I normally write it out. So I got up here this morning and just did what happened, and then, and, and, I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. I, I just usually don't work that way. I usually have everything written out, and I've preached the message about 40 times in my mind before I ever get to this pulpit, and, and I've put it all on paper and have it all written out, but this morning was different. Uh, the Lord just said, no, you're going to, I'll let you outline it, but you're going to get up there and do it the way I want it done. Praise God. Tonight, I want to just for a few moments talk to you about the, the risk, if you will, or the, the possibility of us neglecting the fundamentals. And we understand from biblical history and from reading the Bible that in the very beginning of human existence, the Lord established certain fundamentals, if you will, or certain rules or laws of order, or basic rules that govern humanity. When he created the Garden of Eden for Adam and Eve to, to live in and to dwell and to exist in, 
he gave them quite a bit of liberty, but there were certain parameters or certain fundamentals, if you will, basic things that God said, okay, you can eat of all of the fruit of the garden. You can, you, you've got free roam of the garden. You can do however you want to, except you cannot eat of the fruit of the knowledge of the tree, the tree of the fruit, the knowledge of the fruit of the tree of good and evil. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. You know which tree I'm talking about? Okay. So Adam and Eve were given this garden, and there were certain fundamentals that were set in place for them to inhabit the garden. And God said, as long as you stay within these parameters, everything will be fine. But the minute that you step outside of these parameters that I have set forth, and you go and eat of that tree, there's going to be consequences to bear, and you will die the day that you eat of that tree. Now, the fundamentals were very basic. There wasn't anything difficult, nothing hard to understand. And you know the result. It was tragic when they did not maintain the fundamentals of the basic rule of order that God had set forth for them to live by and abide by in the garden. Of course, it brought sin down to all humanity. Amen? Now, to most everything, there are certain principles and fundamental laws and rules of operation, whether it be a business, whether it be our church, whether it be the things that we do, there are fundamentals and basic rules of law and order that has been set forth for us to operate by. And if we stay within those basic fundamentals, we can do all of the adjusting, we can do all of the fancy stuff that we want, but as long as we don't lose sight of the fundamental basic operational things, then we'll be all right. Amen? And as long as humans lived, you know, and history has, has indicated to us that as long as humanity lived within those fundamental, I call them immutable laws that God has set forth for humans to live, everything would be fine. But when they stepped outside of the boundaries of those fundamentals, or forgot, if you will, or neglect those fundamentals, it created some difficult times and difficult situation. You see, when the Lord established Israel, in their journey from Egypt to the land of Canaan, he gave them some fundamental laws and basic rules to live by that would make sure they would make it from point A to point B and they could coexist. Amen? Some very basic fundamentals that mean that they could live together, have harmony together, and make the journey. Amen? Now, please understand, the fundamentals here... The, the, I call them rules and laws of, of human order, were not to restrict them from being able to do anything. But they were set in place in order to keep humanity from just imploding and self-destruction. Amen? Because what happens when we get outside of the fundamentals, when we get outside of the basic rules of law and order and the immutable laws that God has established, and you can see what it does to humanity throughout our world. Amen? Now, we know these laws and orders to, uh, from a biblical perspective to be what we refer to as the Ten Commandments or the Law of Moses, if you will. Thou shalt not have no other gods before thee, you know, no graven images and so forth and so on. And as it is listed out in the, in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. But as time progressed from the very basic elementary fundamentals that God set forth when he and Moses were on top of the mountain, and he said, and he wrote them in stone first himself, and then Moses had to do it after the, you know, the little flub up there. 
But then they wrote them in stone. As time progressed, men, theologians, religious leaders, and teachers begin to add things to them. Oh. They begin to add some of their own opinions and their own ideas and their own things that they thought would just kind of flash them up a little bit and make them a little more, you know, a little more sophisticated, like, you know, all of the washing of the hands things and all the things that, that had come down through time that finally the Levitical priesthood had tacked onto all these fundamental and basic fundamental laws and orders that God had set forth. Amen? But in all of that, in all of that, they somehow forgot the fundamentals that God had set forth in the beginning. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. Amen. Amen. They begin to trade the fundamentals for the very things that would bring about their demise and their destruction, my friends. You see, as that time moved on and they begin to add things to that, the very fundamentals lost their impact and lost their influence on what it really meant to live for God and to know God. You see, adding the ideas and thoughts and the gimmicks and so forth that made the fundamentals more flashy and more acceptable and more palatable perhaps to those in religious circles brought away from the very, the very authority and power that was in the fundamental laws that God had set forth. Amen. Now it's important from a pastor's perspective and from a teaching perspective that we be careful not to attach anything to the fundamental basic word of God and the things that God has set forth. Amen. We must allow the word of God to remain the word of God, nothing more and nothing less. Because we find here in the church at Corinth, there had begun to be a lot of division and a lot of separation and, and a lot of sectarianism that sprouted up as the church began to grow and begin to flourish. And Paul said, look, when I came to you and I preached to you, I established this church. I did not establish it on the premise of men's wisdom. I did not establish it on the word of, of, of expertise or on the authority of someone. But he said, I came to you. And he said, I didn't come to you with excellence of speech or flowery speech or or, you know, eloquent speech, if you will, or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. He said, I just simply was determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Right there, my friend, without any question and without any doubt, is one of the greatest fundamentals that we need to embrace and hold on to. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. If anything will change the life of an individual, it will be the cross of Jesus Christ and what was done at Calvary. Amen. That's what Paul was indicating here. He said, I'm not interested in knowing all of your, your, your the ends. He said, I want you to understand that it's in Jesus Christ and Him crucified that oh, that's all that matters. He said, you know, I was there with you in weakness. I was there in fear. I was there in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with the persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Friends, tonight, you know, these fundamentals of the, of, of, of the church and Jesus Christ founded upon the Word are fundamentals that we must forever embrace. 
that we must, you know, I mean, there's so much we can do. There's so much change that's going to take place. There's so much we have in mind for High Point Church, but we must forever hold on to the fundamentals, and that is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen. The fundamentals of this truth, of this message, is none other than Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Because it's in the cross of Calvary that we have life. It's in Jesus Christ and the Word of God and the Word that has come forth from Him that gives us life and gives us a way to live and which, as you know, will help us to reach the high point of our walk with Christ. Amen. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, as he stood up in the crowd that day, preached probably one of the most straightforward, unedited messages that have ever been preached. He simply stuck to the fundamentals. He took a people and his... his, plainness and in his and in his uneducated format and begin to preach to them about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and related to them the scriptures in a very basic and a very uh, a straightforward manner, to the point that it caused revival to spring forth there in the Jewish church, and many that day, three thousand souls, as you know, was added to the church. Amen. A coach will tell his team, whether it be a football coach, whether it be a baseball coach, whether it be uh, a golf coach, whether it be whatever, will tell that team, always remember the fundamentals. There's fundamentals that, that control and operate that particular sport or that thing. There's, there's certain elements that that really make it what it is. And there's certain basic rules and fundamentals of the game that the coach will forever remind his team. Stick to the basics. All of the little fancy things and things we do to add to it and, and make it a little more appealing, that's all well and good, but never forget the fundamentals. Amen. In fact, in the game of baseball, for example, I'm certainly not a baseball player, but I've watched enough and and read enough about it to, to know a little bit. I'd probably get Sister Goldsberg up here to demonstrate this better than I could. She's a, she's a, she's a baseball fan. But uh, there are certain fundamentals that, that, that will always remain a part of the game. Regardless of how it evolves into uh, uh, the sport and how much it grows and whatever we do to it, there are certain fundamentals that makes baseball, baseball. There are certain fundamentals that make the church, the church. That make the church what it is, and it's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And, and, and regardless of how the thing goes and how it ends up, it's still the same fundamental basic message that makes the church what it is. Amen? Amen? Now the pitcher, he can learn all kinds of new ways how to hold that ball. He can hold it with his, his fingers just right, and I, I'm certainly not... He can learn how to hold that ball in such a way that when he throws it, It'll do, it'll do crazy stuff. It'll drive that batter crazy when he's looking at that ball coming at him. And it's 
looks like it's coming right at him, and it'll do one of these dives right over the plate. And I mean, all sorts of different things. He can throw, learn how to throw the curveball. Uh, he can learn how to throw what they call the slider. I There's so many different things. But you know what? In all of those tricks, he can learn how to hold the ball, how to grip it, how to, how to spin it. How to, if he never throws the ball, it doesn't matter. The, fun, the one basic fundamental remains, and that's he's, he's got to throw the ball. The batter can stand up there and he can have just the perfect form. I mean, he can have just the right setup, just the right physique. He can have the bat just positioned just right. But if he never swings the bat, he'll never hit the ball. I remember the coach used to tell our boys, don't you ever strike out not swinging. If you strike out, it better be because you're swinging at the ball and not because you're standing there looking at it as it flies by. There's basic fundamentals that make it what it is. And the batter can be the best batter in the world. He can have the best eye-hand coordination, but if he never swings the bat, he's not sticking to the fundamentals. The fundamentals keep your eye on the ball. Don't let your eye leave that ball. Focus. They can develop all kinds of new signs, you know, to signal steel, you know, stealing bases. They can come up with all sorts of you know how they do all that stuff. You're watching. Well, they'd lose me after the first couple. I go, what? What do you want? But they can do all that stuff. But the fundamental remains that you've got to get on base before you can steal any. Amen? And you can, you can have all of the hand signs and all of the signals down just right. But if you never get on base, chances are you won't steal very many. And I'm talking about we as the church of Jesus Christ cannot afford and neglect the fundamentals. And that is Jesus Christ and Him crucified and the power of His resurrection. Amen. Because that will make the church what it is. That will bring folks to the realization that they need this Jesus Christ of Calvary. Amen. Paul reminds the church at Corinth the, the matter and the presentation of the gospel that he preached to them. And he did not attach an excellent speech of man's wisdom when he preached to them. He just presented them the fundamental truth of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen. And a church was established. A believing people was established. Because that's what makes the difference. Paul pointed out there in verse 2 that he was determined and purposed in his mind and heart not to get involved in the personalities or in all that psychobabble that was going on in the church of that day. In fact, in chapter 3, he really reprimanded the church because of their, because of their, because of their secretarianism. And some were this and some were that and some were following, but he would not get involved in that. He said, there's one fundamental that will make the difference in everything, and that is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen. The thing that will separate us from all other people and all other churches and from all other movements, and that is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what makes the difference. That's what transforms life. It's the, the power that comes from this crucified Christ in Calvary that makes the difference in who and what we are. Paul had determined to preach Jesus Christ and nothing else and Him crucified. You know, he could have got in there and, 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 and 
he knew all the rules, he knew all of the, all of the, the things to, 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 he could have said, but the one thing he knew that would change that church, and that was Jesus Christ and him crucified. One thing he knew could bring harmony and unity to the church at Corinth was Jesus Christ. One thing he knew could turn things around and get them on the right path was Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. Hallelujah. I challenge you tonight that we also, and do I think we are stepping away from the fundamentals? Absolutely not. But I just tonight want to remind you that the fundamentals are here and we need to hold to the fundamentals of God's word. And it's Jesus Christ and him crucified. You've heard Brother David say it Sunday morning after Sunday morning. There's no intent on our part to change the message. You can't change the message. Amen. There's only one gospel, and it's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. We might come at it at a bunch of different angles and different approaches, and we might fancy it up, and we might do all of these different things, but friends, the fundamentals still remain the fundamentals, and we have to go through Calvary. We have to come through Calvary. Amen. That's what Paul is saying in essence here to the church at Corinth. Don't lose sight of the fundamentals. Down through Israel's history, the one thing that you'll notice that they did, and that was they stepped away from the fundamentals. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and all thy mind. One fundamental that they just seem to forever drift away from. Amen? Hallelujah. So tonight, I encourage you, let's maintain the fundamentals that we know to be in God's Word. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah. Repentance, the born-again experience through His Spirit. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Amen. And it's what will make the difference. Shall we stand? See, I kept my word short and sweet. Hallelujah. We so appreciate your being here tonight. Hallelujah. Appreciate the presence of the Lord we have felt in this place. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so real. He's so good. Hallelujah. He is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. As has already been said several times in the service this evening, I want to know more of Him. Hallelujah. In the weeks to come, you'll notice I'm going to be doing a lot of preaching. In the weeks to come, of the Holy Spirit, its influence, its impact on our lives, what it means to us. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad he fills the universe? Hallelujah. Right where you're at, if you'll just openly surrender like the earth surrendered to God in creation. He spoke to the waters and the water backed up. 
Holy Ghost was wrapped around the earth and it yielded to his influence. When it said, let there be light, there was light. If we will yield to his presence and his spirit in such a way, there'll be a transformation in us like no transformation we have ever known. If you invite him to change you, to fill you, to transform you, and you yield to him like the earth yielded to him in creation, <laughs> there is no end to what God will do for you and in you and through you. Hallelujah. Let's sing this chorus one more time, this song one more time tonight before we go home. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to to invite you back Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. for our Wednesday midweek Bible study. Come back Wednesday night and let's expect to hear from the Lord once again. God bless you. We thank you so much for being here tonight. Brother Fontana, would you dismiss us in prayer?
Young.